All right, go to the book of Ephesians. Set up straight. Look this way. You ready to learn something? Ephesians chapter 6. Time to honor dad. And what I said on the Mother's Day sermon, when it was time to honor mom, let me say that today for time to honor dad. It's not going to be that I'm so much going to be speaking to you. Let me speak for you today. Because if you would be up here, you would be able to say some, I'm sure, some uh, things, some glowing things about your dad. So let me just maybe be your spokesman today. Um, Let's pray, and then we will read our scripture. Father, I ask and pray, Lord Jesus, this morning for your continued anointing upon the words that will be spoken during this message, or that they would not fall upon hard ground, but God, upon ground that is ready, and a heart that is ready to hear and to receive. We ask and pray, Lord, that you would quieten every baby, Lord God, that you would alert every listener, and Lord, that they would receive something this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, set up straight. Look this way. Listen. Common courtesy. I'd be doing the same thing if you were speaking. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Right on. That's a good verse. All the parents, I'll say that. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to give the parents an opportunity here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Oh, that's weak. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Yeah. All right, you hear Dustin, that's what she said. You hear that? Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Give me that slide if we we can get that on smart men. Smart men worship at their worship. Smart men work at their work. And smart men play at their play. Since I don't mince words, let me say this. Stupid men play at their worship. Stupid men worship at their work. And stupid men work at their play. Is this describing somebody that you know? Is this somebody describing somebody that you sit next to? Hopefully not. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, Paul talks about being spiritual, being carnal. Paul talks about having milk and then getting on the meat of God's Word. And something that I thought about last week is this. There is a time for milk. There is a time for meat. And on a steak, you can have a steak rare. You can have a steak medium rare. You can have a steak medium well, or you can have a steak well done. If you ever eat, there she is right over there. If you ever eat a meal across the table, sitting from you is Joy Taylor, and she's eating a steak, you will want to gag. It's like Joy. They invented fire. The blood is running. It's not good. It's not good. 
needs to be on the fire a little bit longer there, Joy. And I thought of this, how much, because you know, if a steak is, is rare, if a steak is medium, if a steak is well done, the only difference is this, how long it was on the fire. That's the difference right there. And really, it's like this. How much of the fire of God do you really want in your life? You want the stake of your life to be rare or well done? Well done. You know what? I'll give you some Bible on that. Jesus said, on the great day when he gives rewards to those that's been done right, he's going to say, there you go. Well done. My good and faithful servant, you have allowed the fire of God to be within your life. Here are the keys of the Christian life. It's an old, old song. Trust and obey, for there's no other way. Joy's looking at me like, you wait, I'm, I write your check. <laughs> for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. One of my favorite stories is about Reggie Jackson when he was in Vegas. And there, how many knows who Reggie Jackson is? I've usually got to do this. How many don't know who Reggie Jackson is? Reggie Jackson, big old burly guy that played baseball. Mr. October, four home runs in one game in the World Series. That's who Reggie Jackson is. He's retired. He's in Vegas. He's on the elevator. And a woman who has just won all kinds of chips steps on board the elevator. And he looks at that woman and says, hit the floor. And she, ah! and she fell down on the floor. And he goes, no, lady, no. What floor do you want to go to? Because she's going, take the chips, take the chips, take the chips. And the next day, she goes to pay her bill. And the guy says, uh, this is a note from Reggie Jackson. He already paid your bill. And he said, P.S., it's the best laugh he's had all year long. If everybody could be as obedient as what that woman was when Reggie said, hit the floor. If every Christian could be that obedient, I'm telling you what we could get done for the work of God. Dad, let's keep our appetites right. Let's worship at worship. Let's work at work and let's play at play. Now, I've, I've read this before, and I like it more so than other people, but I'm going to read it again. <laughs> it's about the prodigal son. Feeling footloose and frisky, a feather-brained fellow forced his father to fork over the farthings and then flew far to foreign fields <laughs> and frittered away his fortune Feasting fabulously with faithless friends, fleeced by his fellows in folly and facing famine. How many's heard me read this before? He found himself a feed flinger in a filthy farmyard. Fairly famishing, he fain would have filled his frame with forced food from fodder fragments. He said, Fooey, my father's flunkies fare far finer. The fragile fugitive, frankly facing facts, frustrated by failure and filled with foreboding, fled forthwith to his family. Falling at his father's feet, he forlornly fumbled, Father, I flunked. I fruitlessly forfeited family favor. 
The far-sighted father frantically flagged the flunkies to fetch a fatling from the flock to feast to fix the feast. The fugitive's fault-finding brother frowned on fickle forgiveness of former fault or all. The faithful father said, the fugitive is found. What forbids fervent festivity? Let flags be unfurled, let fanfares flare. The father's forgiveness formed the foundation for the former fugitive's future fortitude. Let me reword the very last sentence there. The father's forgiveness was what the son built upon for a strong future. Know this, God wants to forgive each and every one. Know this, it's not a one and done deal. You ask forgiveness, you ask Jesus to be your savior, and then you go return right around, and before you leave the parking lot, you've done something stupid, God doesn't write you off. Amen. The elder brother said, well, you never threw a party for me. And this is what I've been thinking about the elder brother. He never took the time to enjoy the benefits of being a son. To this day, I have three sisters and a brother that resent me because I fully take advantage of the benefits of being a son. I walk in mom's house, my three sisters can be sitting right there, and I walk in, and mom says, Mark, is there anything you want me to fix you? And you can just see the look on her face, they're just boiling. <laughs> she never asked me to do anything like that. And I never say, oh, no, 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 no. I go ahead, and if she offered, yeah, mom, I'll take something, you bet. The elder brother never took time to enjoy the benefits of being a son. I honor my dad today for the heritage that I have. Jackie Shell, my dad. Warren Shell, my granddad. Pearly Shell, my great granddad. No, his middle name wasn't Gates. Wouldn't it been cool though? Pearly Gates Shell. <laughs> Mark Shell, my great, great granddad, and Calvin Shell, my great, great, great granddad, who fought in the Civil War. For the North, I might add, us shells, we like to win. <laughs> On that note, Jaden Shell plumbed the rock wall that we had over at kids camp, plumbed the rock wall 10 times more than anybody else climbed the rock wall. Richard Hooper tried climbing a full-grown man and couldn't get but halfway up. That is pathetic. That is pathetic. Calvin Shell, my great-great-great-grandpa, who fought for the North, was called back during the war, was called back, him and 30 of his men, to get some rebel rousers to route them out of Aden Bottoms. They had made a fort down there, Fort Shipley. They were disloyalist. Uh, trivia question. What were disloyalists called during the Civil War? Anybody? No? 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 A snake. It's a type of a snake. Anybody? You don't know. You're learning something here today. Copperheads. Copperheads. One. Did anybody get that? Huh? Who got that? Wow. Sierra got that. Very good. Copperheads. 
And him and 30 men went and routed out 100 men and sent them packing back to Tennessee where they were from. So I've been trying to learn some things about my heritage. One of the greatest things about my heritage is my dad receiving Jesus as his Savior because I can look back and see how everything started changing for me when that happened. Because my dad wasn't the type of saying, oh, son, I'd like for you to go to revival. No, dad, I'm not going. Even though I did say that. He walked into my room and said, Mark, you're going to revival tonight. And I said, I will not go to revival. That's after he left the room and he walked out of the house. (laughs) But I went to revival. Went to revival the second night. The third night I went to revival. And that was the night God spoke at my heart. And I received Jesus as my Savior. My I thank God for the heritage that I had. And I can start a lot of sentences with these two words, my dad. My dad was a great man. Not just say me, I know a lot of people that says that. My dad was a patient man, a whole lot more than I am. My dad told me of a story about when he had had truck uh, problems, he had got a hold of mom on his cell phone, you know better than that. Went down to the neighbors or whatever he had to do or the person across the field and, and called and mom, she came, she came up and had a chain and, and hooked on the, to dad's truck and, and he's, dad told me this story and he was a real storyteller. He said, Mark, she must have thought I meant start off at 40 mile an hour instead of get up to 40 mile an hour. Because when she took off, she spun out and threw gravel and jerked my bumper right off the truck. I watched her as she went over the hill and out of sight, dragging my bumper. He said, 15 minutes later, she comes back with the bumper in the trunk. And they tried it all again somehow. My dad. My dad never spanked me very often. But when he did spank me, it was always memorable. (laughs) Looking back on that, I think the reason dad didn't spank me very often was he didn't want to cheat my mom from her great accomplishments. (laughs) Mom had a paddle that still hangs on the wall to this day. I think she looks at that and relives her glory days (laughs) about how it used to be. And when you got spanked, you had to... You had to sign your name to it. That's how my sisters learned how to write. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was already old enough. I was out of the house by the time she got that, and I ain't signed it. I was already gone. Um, if you got that video, Missy, let's play that video. Dismissed from drama school with a note that read, wasting her time, she's too shy to put her best foot forward. Turned down by the Decca recording company who said, we don't like their sound and guitar music is on the way out. A failed soldier, farmer, and real estate agent. At 38 years old, he went to work for his father as a handyman. Cut from the high school basketball team, he went home, locked himself in his room, and cried. Teacher told him he was too stupid to learn anything and he should go into a field where he might succeed by virtue of his pleasant personality. 
fired from a newspaper because he lacked imagination and had no original ideas. His fiance died, he failed in business twice, he had a nervous breakdown, and he was defeated in eight elections. If you've never failed, you've never lived. Dads, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fail. We're all going to uh, fall down at times, but it's getting back up again. In Philippians chapter 4, Paul writes, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can. I can is what makes a great man. Not I can't. I can. Everybody say that with me. I can is what makes a great man. Say it again. I can is what makes a great man. Say it again. I can is what makes a great man. You ain't saying it loud enough. I can is what makes a great man. One more time. I can is what makes a great man. Yeah, or woman. That's true. You had your day a few weeks ago, Sam. <laughs> Bob Pettit, back in the 50s, tried out for football, couldn't do it. Tried out for baseball, couldn't do it. Tried out for basketball, couldn't do it. What did he do? He played basketball for the church league. Anybody can play for the church league. And his dad and his pastor kept encouraging him. And finally, that guy made the high school team. He began growing. He began putting on pounds. He got better and better and better. And that guy in the late 50s, early 60s, dominated the NBA. Bill Russell said, no greater competitor than Bob Pettit. The guy realized that there was things he had to work on, and then what he worked on, and I'm telling you, church, if we can get that similar thing, that we can do it with God's help in our life. How many of you ever heard of Charlie Paddock? Charlie Paddock won the gold medal in the 100-yard dash. Years later, he was in Cleveland, Ohio, giving a speech at a school. A little black boy heard that speech and told him, Sir, I want to be a gold medalist. And Charlie Paddock said, I believe you've got what it takes and you can be a gold medalist. In 1936, and if you haven't seen this on a video, you need to see it, with Jesse Owens dominating in the Berlin Olympics with Adolf Hitler going to prove that the Aryan race was greater than all the other people and him having to stand there as Jesse Owens was awarded not one gold medal, not two gold medals, not three gold medals, four gold medals. And a few years after that, Jesse Owens is in Cleveland, Ohio, giving a speech, and a boy came up to him and said, I want to win gold medals like you won gold medals. And Jesse Owens took his own track shoes that he wore at the Berlin Games and gave them to that little boy. That little boy was Bones Dillard. And in 1948, he won four gold medals just like his hero, Jesse Owens, had won four gold medals. I'm telling you, it's important to speak good things in the, in the people's lives. And everything that was accomplished and we tried to accomplish the kids' camp is... It's worth every dollar and every effort that people put forth to do that. Yeah. 
Last week, Orchardville Church had the smallest attendance we've had in two months, 1,100 people. And I'm telling you, I know how we can double that attendance. Everybody invite somebody to church. Oh, I can't do that. You chicken. You can do that. You can do that. <clears throat> Secret to success, don't quit. We've already seen it in the video. Listen here, I've got it on paper. Abraham Lincoln in 1831 failed in business. In 1832, defeated for legislature. In 1833, failed in business. In 1834, elected to the legislature. In 1838, defeated for speaker. 1840, defeated for elector. 1843, defeated for Congress. 1846, elected to Congress. 1848, defeated for Congress. 1855, defeated for Senate. 1856, defeated for Vice President. And here's what most people think of, why didn't he just quit? Thank God he didn't. Thank God he didn't. Thank God he didn't. Thank God he didn't. 1858, defeated for Senate. And in 1860, elected president of the United States of America. How did that happen? Because the guy wouldn't quit. That's how it happened. Had nothing to do what he looked like. Good night. Do you think somebody looked like Abraham Lincoln get elected today? Probably not. How sad's that? Thomas Edison said, success is 2% inspiration, 98% perspiration. And as one of his buildings is burning to the ground that him and his men did inventions in and testing in different things, and it's late at night and it caught fire before the fire department can get there, the thing is burning to the ground. And someone sees Edison with a stick Drawing something in the dirt by the very light of the building that's burning down that was his own building with all of his papers, with all of his experiments in there. And he's got a stick drawing in the dirt by the light of that building. And I was like, what are you doing, Mr. Edison? He said, I'm diagramming what the next building's going to look like. You can't stop and beat a man like that. You can't do it. Well, I'll just quit. I'll go in the back garden and just dig worms and eat them while I'm at it. The 100 biggest churches in America, the overwhelming majority do have this in common. The pastor has been there over 20 years. Oh, all the pastors are different. Different personalities, different makeup, different things, how they present the gospel truth. But the similarity is longevity. They didn't quit. Dads, your family needs you. I told somebody just recently, I said, think, think. Well, as my middle sister, I said, think of the impact that dad had on us. Dad, you're needed big time. Bow your heads, please.
Lord, on this day, we certainly do, and we think it right and proper to take the time to honor dads. Thank God. Thank God. Lord, I'm thankful for my dad. Thankful for the impression that he's left in me. And Lord, I want to leave an impression within my own children. Thankful, Lord, for your grace that you presented to my dad and that my dad was willing to receive that. Thankful for your grace that you presented to my grandpa Warren and he was willing to receive that. Thankful. God, you're going to present that grace to people here today. Grace. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. Lord, you've already bought and paid for this whole thing. All I've got to do is receive. And Lord, if for someone here this day, they've never received this great grace and forgiveness that you offer, we're praying, Lord, that you speak to them, and today is going to be their day of days, and they're going to be willing to say, that's what I want for me. I want God's grace and mercy and forgiveness in my life. I want him to write my name down in that big book in heaven. I want him to prepare a place for me in heaven. Speak to every heart this day. In Jesus we're praying. Amen. Would you all please stand? Christian person, if there's something that you need to be praying about, we invite you to come forward as well. But I'm telling you, anybody here today, and no, this preacher's not going to come back and rip your buttons off your shirt. I'm not going to do it to try to get you up here. You're big enough. You're big enough for God to speak to you and you respond. You're big enough to do that. I don't need to try to manipulate the situation. You're big enough to respond. And God, by His Holy Spirit, is going to make that known in your life we invite you to come forward. Your preacher, I don't know about all of this. You couldn't have known less than what I knew the night that I was born again. I dare say it'd be impossible. I'd heard about Adam and Eve, and I'd heard about Jesus. That's it. I didn't know there was four Gospels. I didn't know anything like that. I remember looking at the Bible over at my grandma Dorothy's house and opening it up one time. And I've always been a pretty fair reader. And I looked at, looked, opened that up and tried to read a few verses. And I remember slamming that shut. Just like I thought, nobody can understand that. You want know need to happen? I was trying to read somebody else's mail. I was trying to read somebody, some other family's mail. Once I got into the family, then it made sense to me. God supplied the Savior. All you got to do is supply the sinner. God's done the big part. All you got to do is receive. As they sing, these altars are open. Come on, let God do a work in you today.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. I saw Jesus.